Welcome to the Lost Boys and Found Fathers podcast. I'm Gabe O'Sullivan, and joining me is my co-host, Will Haycox. We are men who have suffered the loss of a child, and through this production, we desire to offer encouragement, strength, and hope to our fellow brothers who have traveled the same journey. Welcome, Will. What's up, Gabe? Man, it's good to see you again today. We're going to be diving into God's sovereignty, so I'm going to throw it over to you, brother, and let you uh, lead us into it. Cool. Thanks, man. Yeah, guys, I appreciate you joining us today. So, uh, several episodes back now, like it's been years, uh, we discussed God's sovereignty, uh, kind of how that relates to <clears throat> child loss and you know, how it should give us comfort. And so we just were thinking about it and we decided it was worthwhile. It's always worthwhile to remember that God's in charge and, you know, we don't have anything to worry about. Uh, we don't really have any, there's no uncertainty in the life of a believer, uh, ultimately. You know, we've got... Uh, you know, crazy things that happen to us, you know, you get in a car wreck, you know, whatever can happen. But ultimately, if you're a believer, you know your final destination, you know where the Lord has you uh, in eternity. So you can rely on that. So that's kind of what we want to reflect on today was just God's sovereignty. And then we'll just connect that back to what that means specifically for people who've lost children. And I'll, I'll just say that I think that's a great, a great, you know, intro and and a great thing for us to talk about, Will, because, man, I remember when we were, were going through our situation 18 years ago now, mm-hmm. uh, a few days ago, mm-hmm. um, actually, and it did, mm-hmm. man. Sometimes it was like, I was like, hey, God, like, are you real? And God, are you in control? You know, mm-hmm. because it seems to me like if you were, then you wouldn't be allowing this situation to happen, mm-hmm. right? And then I had to, I had to work through that mm-hmm. um, over not days or weeks or months, but probably over years, Mm -hmm. quite honestly. Uh, And so, yeah, man, I think it's good that we're talking about this again, and thanks for putting these notes together. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah, and it's, I mean, like you say, you know, you got to work through the uncertainty of, you know, why did this happen? You know, can I count on God? Can I, you know, a lot of people place their certainty and place their trust in a lot of things, whether you're placing it in your spouse or you know, best friend or a political party or a sports team or whatever it is, you know, there's there's a lot of places that we like to place our trust and our hope and just get all wrapped up in the outcome of something that we can't control. Mm. And <clears throat> so, like, you know, even like you said, you know, with our children, most of us, I would, I would assume, think when we find out that our wife's pregnant, we're like, okay, cool. Well, that means I'm a dad. I'm going to have a child here in nine months. And we just kind of take it for granted. I know I took it for granted. And so you think maybe you have control over that because you guys got pregnant and you had control over the timing and all that. And if you don't have that child, if a child's not born or if a child's born, it's not healthy. Um, or if, you know, later in life, you assume you have control over your child's lives because you make this choice or make that choice. And then something happens and your child dies. Then it's just really easy, like Gabe just said to have everything in life just thrown up in the air and you don't know what you can count on, what you can rely on. So, uh, yeah. And I was going to say, too, just in regards to that, like I, I think the natural, you know, way that we handle things sometimes, like if something's good happened, we're like, praise God. If something mm-hmm. bad happens, we're like mm-hmm. questioning God. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you know, I know, like, I was probably guilty of that, right? Mm -hmm. Because I was like, thank you, God, for giving us these children Mm -hmm. when my wife was pregnant. And then when they passed away, Mm -hmm. then I'm like, Lord, 
why mm-hmm. you know like almost like questioning him or mad at him or whatever so it's like mm-hmm. but should we not give god glory and praise in the good times and in mm-hmm. the bad times yeah. right because he's worthy yeah. of praise in both circumstances mm-hmm. like even when we don't understand it like mm-hmm. he's still worthy of praise he's mm-hmm. worthy of praise when he gives us blessings he's worthy of praise when he puts us through hard times mm-hmm. and so because mm-hmm. he is sovereign and he's in control and i think that's what you're going to bring up here yeah and like you say you know it's real easy to say i would assume or you, you know, have a faith where if god was good bad things wouldn't happen to you and then when bad things do happen to you you're like well how can god be good if this happened, and you know, we kind of touched on that a couple episodes back, but that's something we'll talk about today too. You know, just along with God's sovereignty, it's, it's God's goodness, and those two go hand in hand. So, <clears throat> yeah, let's jump back into it. So, we the first question we asked was, you know, was my child's death part of God's plan, and you know, why did this happen? All those questions kind of wrapped up into one. So, the short, quick answer is just yes. Everything that happens in the history is within God's plan and to say it more pointedly you know if something's not part of God's plan for the world it can't happen and so to show this is true you know talk about God's sovereignty and his will you know God knows us before we're born he numbers our days you know we won't live a day more or less than he's planned for us we see proof of that in Psalm 139:16 which says your eyes saw my unformed substance, and your book were written, every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. So this pretty clearly means he's control of our lives, and we can't die unless it's within his plan, and it's the time he's ordained for our lives to end. And you can say <clears throat> the opposite is true as well. You know, if, if God is the author of life, God is the one who decides when a child is conceived, you know, when a child is brought to term, uh, if... if we are trying, I think we've touched on this before, but, you know, if we think, you know, we can try as much as we want or we can trial the fertility treatments or, you know, whatever it is, and we can force it on our own, like we've just decided we're going to get pregnant and we haven't prayed about it or, you know, whatever it is, we just assume we're in control of that decision. But God's ultimately the one in charge of whether you can even get pregnant. And um, I think we should that should be something, you know, we're, we're talking about now, you know, God's in control over the death of our children, but I think we should also take a moment to just reflect in that same thought of, you know, God's the one that gave us that child in the first place. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, his sovereignty goes both ways. So his sovereignty should be comforting to us because we don't have to fear men or, you know, demonic powers or anything evil killing us before, you know, God's purpose for us in this world has been accomplished. And, Jesus says in uh, Matthew 10, 28-31, And do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny, and not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your Father or God. But even the hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows. So we can camp on that verse for a second, and just kind of everything we just said. But the ultimate takeaway of that is, you know, we're not supposed to fear death. We're not supposed to fear any person, whether that's, you know, a random mugger on the street or it's, you know, whatever, a road rage incident and somebody's getting up in your face and trying to start a fight. Uh, We're not supposed to fear, you know, a cancer diagnosis or fear anything that can kill our body and take us away from this world. 
but we ought to have a, a reverent and respectful fear of God because we know that God is ultimately the one that decides you know, whether we're believers or not believers or whether we're going to heaven when we die or whether we're going to hell when we die. So since God is the one in charge of our eternal fate, you know, he's sovereign over all the choices in the world, and you know, he cares about us. And, and like that verse says, if he takes care of you know, sparrows and he takes care of foxes and he takes care of, of dogs and you know, whatever, every other wild animal, then you know, are you not much more valuable to him? And I think we can remember that, too, in relation mm. to our kids, right? Mm. That because we're like, we might be like, oh, you know, Lord, why are our children having to <clears throat> suffer this, you know, mm. situation like mm. a, 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 mis, a miscarriage or mm. a preterm delivery or a, a stillbirth? And we would think like, you know, God, sometimes we might think, God, are you are you good? Are you in control? Are you going to let this little baby be suffering mm. what it's suffering right now, right? But... Mm-hmm. <clears throat> We have to remember again that that God loves that child, mm. right? That God would not put anything on that child that He's not gonna um, be able to rescue that child from. Mm-hmm. So even if it is something that we, like, I mean, I just you know, perfect example, man. I, when our our daughters were laying there and they were you know having seizures or whatever, they were getting mm. stuck with all these different IVs and stuff, you know, and then you're like. It would have been easy, and I'm sure I did. I know I did. I was like, God, why are you letting her suffer like this? Mm-hmm. Like, but then I had to have to drop back and be like, okay, if God is sovereign, if He's in control, then He has to be doing something in His sovereignty mm-hmm. to take this little baby's what I would perceive it as suffering away. Mm-hmm. That He has to be providing for this child in a manner that's supernatural that I can't understand, mm-hmm. so that she's not suffering and that she's not going through this difficult time. Mm-hmm. And I think we have to just sometimes give our minds over to the sovereignty of God in relation mm-hmm. to what he can do supernaturally in situations that we can't understand mm-hmm. or that we can't fathom, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that could go to a situation like we're talking to, or I could go to, um, you know, atrocities of the world, you know, mm-hmm. be it from war crimes to, um, you know, uh, children being stolen and sold into sex slavery. I mm-hmm. mean, and the atrocities that they have to, and the horrors that they have to face. Like, mm-hmm. we have to just believe in those circumstances that <clears throat> that even though we do live in a world that is wrought with sin and that mm-hmm. is given over to the powers of the devil for a time period to allow these sinful and awful things to happen, like the death of a child or the suffering of a mm-hmm. child, <clears throat> that that God is still in control mm-hmm. and that he knows what he's doing and that he's going to re- he's going to redeem those sinful awful terrible situations and that he's also going to avenge those terrible mm-hmm. and awful and horrible situations mm-hmm. um it may not be in our lifetime where we actually see it but we have to believe mm-hmm. that it's going to be <clears throat> at least in eternity and that's going to have to that gives us hope mm-hmm. that it's the wrongs are going to be made right one day mm-hmm. yeah i mean and that means we never have to fear that something can happen to us that could ruin God's plan for our life. Yeah. You know, whether we, you know, like you mentioned, you know, if we we won't know, you know, we definitely won't know this side of heaven. And, you know, we may not be ordained to know when we get to heaven, but we won't know, you know, what is the purpose of, you know, my son's life being carried up to term and then being stillborn mm. or, you know, your girl's life. You know, living the time, the days, the weeks, and the months that they did, you know, we won't necessarily know 
all of the purpose of their life, just the way we don't know the purpose of the life of, like you said, this the child that's um, <clears throat> stolen and and put into sex slavery and then dies young, and you know, to us, it seems so pointless. It seems so cruel, and it just seems like you know, this is just evil. Everything that happened in this person's life is evil, and from a certain perspective, I think we could say that it is evil. But from another perspective, you know, we're going to talk about later. I think we've had a episode called, you know, suffering's not for nothing or, you know, however we worded that. And we're going to touch on that a little bit later. It'll be a different episode in this little series here. Um, But I think we have confidence that if you look at the Bible, which we'll do, God promises that, you know, we will suffer in this world. You know, believers will suffer. We will have pain. We will have trials and tribulations. We'll have people who, um, you know, persecute us in, in various ways. But he promises that our suffering is not for nothing, that our <clears throat> suffering will be used for his glory and our suffering will be used to make us more like Christ and to draw us closer to him so that we can be you know, better believers, we can have a better relationship with the Lord and you know, be able to trust him more, be able to be good witnesses and, you know, like I said, ultimately to bring him glory because that's what we're here for is to glorify God. So <clears throat> let me know. let me just say one thing like this made me think of Philippians 2. Mm. It says, so if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, mm. who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Mm. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And the reason I bring that up is because, like, you said that God will even use suffering for his glory, Mm -hmm. right? And we see right there in the example of Jesus that Mm -hmm. he suffered. Mm-hmm. More than anybody's ever suffered, you know, mm-hmm. in this world with what he experienced. Mm-hmm. And God used that, you know, for his glory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll touch on that, too. You know, that's the worst thing that ever happened <clears throat> in history was the the unjust death of Christ. And God used that for you know the greatest glory of salvation for the world and, yeah. you know, glory to God and showing his, his love and his faithfulness and his redemption. So, yeah, I mean, if God can use that. For good, mm. who are we to think that he can't use our comparatively small problems for good? That's awesome. So you know, just like what we just said, you know, we don't have to fear that anything can happen that you know takes us out of God's will. Um, and so you know, an example of that is Paul. You know, Paul was about as far away as you could get, humanly speaking, from being a believer. You know, he was he thought he was serving God and as part of the Jewish faith and. You know, Christianity was this cult that was you know, perverting the scripture and, you know, believed in Jesus who he thought was this uh, false Messiah and was leading people astray and was blasphemous. And so he was doing his duty and going around and finding Christians and dragging them out into the streets and having them stoned. 
And so he did that. You know, we don't have a clue how many people he did that with, but he had a reputation for it. So it probably wasn't one or two or three. It probably was, I don't know, I'm not going to put a number on it because we don't have a clue, but it probably was a decent number of people Mm -hmm. that he had a reputation of being incredibly zealous for the Jewish faith because that's what he was doing with his life. He was a young man who was going out and rooting out people he thought were heretics and having them killed. And so God didn't just write him off or, you know, throw a lightning bolt onto his head or, you know, whatever, cause him to have a heart attack. He met him on the road to Damascus and, you know, Jesus spoke to him, appeared to him. And, you know, Paul's entire life was changed to the point where he went from persecuting the church to going out and being probably the greatest evangelist in history and spreading the gospel to so many places and then being killed for his faith ultimately. And so, you know, if God can use someone who was actively working to end the Christian faith, mm. to explode the growth of the faith and to encourage so many people and then write a significant portion of the Bible that we still use today, 2,000 years later, you know, who are we to say that you know, something, one bad choice we make or, you know, one thing that happens to us, whether it's a... A trivial thing or a huge negative thing that happens in our life can take us out of God's will. Man, and I think uh, that again that relates right to what we're talking about too, man. With even with kids, uh, mm-hmm. because our child lost, because like we could look at Paul's life and think, okay, all of his <laughs> like all of his bad that he did, like there's mm-hmm. no way that God could use any of that because mm-hmm. it's so bad. Mm-hmm. And then we could easily look at a situation like we've dealt with and be like. God, there's no way that you could mm. use this, this mm. loss of my child, you know, for any good because it's just awful and mm-hmm. it's just horrible. And, mm-hmm. you know, but that's not true mm-hmm. because God is a redeeming God. Mm-hmm. And just like we saw in Paul's life, he redeemed his life and used it for his glory. Mm-hmm. He can redeem a horrible situation like, like we and the guys listening to this show have have dealt with mm-hmm. and use it for good and for his glory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's for sure. And we, you know, we already talked a little bit about purpose there. And, you know, God placed us here for a purpose. We can have confidence in that. And you know, that means we can't die before that purpose is fulfilled. So, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, you know, whether we've talked about this, you know, in relation to your girls and to, to my son, that, you know, their lives were so short. You know, our son didn't even live outside the womb, but God created him for a purpose. He had a purpose. He still has a purpose that is being fulfilled. And we don't have a promise that we know what that is. Like, we probably won't ever know what it is, like we said a minute ago. But, you know, whether our, our children's purpose or our purpose is something incredible, like, you know, starting a revival and, you know, being known in the history books for this or that and, you know, being a great uh, recognized warrior for God's kingdom or just, you know, being the best, our purpose is just being the best husband or father or coworker. Um, that we could be or mm. being someone that, you know, you, if you think, you know, you want to do something grand with your life, you know, share the gospel with people because one, the most important thing is sharing the gospel with someone. And if one person becomes a believer, you know, it talks about how the angels in heaven rejoice. And that's just an incredible thing. It's not just like, mm. oh, well, you know, my whole life I witnessed to, thousand people and only one of them became believers so i guess i you know i didn't accomplish anything like no like that one person that became a believer was more important than all the people that you witnessed to that didn't believe at the moment that one 
success for God's kingdom is mm. such a thing that is celebrated that you know you can't just hang your hat on well I tried a lot but I didn't accomplish anything so I guess I'm a failed believer wow. you know you need to be faithful to go out and to share and you know you may not feel like right now you're going through this pain going out and, and preaching from the, the uh, mountaintops that like hey you know God is great you know God is has been so faithful to us you know our child just died a, a month ago or, or two years ago or five years ago but you know God is so great and so good to us but you know just living your life in a way that honors the Lord even in your grief is something that will show people that you're different and you know if you're not doing that now you can we offer some practical advice in several episodes back um, or you can reach out to us and we can can help you live your life in a way that will honor the Lord and you know to do that you need to know who God is and you need to you know pray you know if you're not a believer become a believer you know start reading your Bible and doing a quiet time and all these different things but you know I think that's just an important thing to to kind of camp on and think about is you know a lot of people <clears throat> are worried about their purpose and you know do I have a purpose and all of that and everyone has a purpose and everyone's purpose is the same is to glorify God and you know make him known to share his name with people and the way that that is played out in your life I can't tell you but I think if you want to know what your purpose is you know, spend time in prayer you know like I say if you're not a believer ask somebody ask us you know pick up a bible and read it and you know your purpose will be revealed when you meet Christ and he shows you you know the reason you're here on earth is to know him to glorify him and to share him with others and so that that purpose that uh, hope you know that confidence that we can have in God and God's sovereignty is something that should carry us through the worst times in life when you know we're going through this grief and you know it's just a, it's a source of incredible hope you know there's no hope that's that's greater than that man I love that and that you know that's so encouraging to me to hear you mm -hmm. say those things man mm -hmm. because it it made me think of in a different light a new yeah. light even like the scripture where it talks about where Jesus gives those parables of like searching for the lost sheep mm. and searching for the lost coin mm -hmm. and how, you know, when they find that one sheep mm. out of a hundred, mm -hmm. then they celebrate. And mm -hmm. when the lady finds the one coin that she's missing when she's sweeping up, like she throws a party mm. about it, mm -hmm. you know, and I've yeah. never really thought about mm. that. You know, she might've had other coins, mm -hmm. right? And obviously the dude, the shepherd had a bunch <clears> of other sheep that, <throat> But it was that that one, you know, mm -hmm. that created the celebration. Mm -hmm. That's um, even if even if our lives, you know, if we if we try and we we live a life and it's just one, you know, mm -hmm. that we've reached and made a difference in that person's life, mm -hmm. then that's good. Mm -hmm. And and the, and to think about it, it said angels rejoice. I mean, I've mm -hmm. I've heard that. I've read that verse a million times, you know, but. Mm -hmm. Just to really think about that, because mm -hmm. this morning I was reading, preparing for. Um, lesson tomorrow randomly even though it's spring we're going to be <laughs> teaching uh, tomorrow fifth grade boys about um, the Christmas story uh, about Jesus good cool. morning so mm -hmm. um, that being said reading the Christmas story this morning getting ready for that you know from the Bible and um, reading about the angels mm -hmm. you know rejoicing uh, uh, or coming mm -hmm. and, and you know at Jesus' birth and in front of the shepherds and like or even prior to that when the angels the angel <clears throat> met um, you know, Elizabeth and, mm -hmm. and met Zechariah and met um, mm -hmm. Joseph and Mary and how, like, 
massive apparently and you know all inspiring these angels were mm-hmm. and scary because mm-hmm. the first thing that they say to everybody is don't be afraid mm-hmm. yeah right and so to think that these huge you know warriors of light uh as i've heard mm-hmm. them described would be like you know high-fiving or mm-hmm. whatever they do you yeah. know when somebody mm-hmm. comes to know mm-hmm. the lord like that it's just yeah, super cool picture pretty man. crazy picture yeah to think about that yeah so but, that was just encouraging man yeah so thanks for sharing that yeah, so I think that's probably where we'll we'll wrap up this one today. Is a good intro to the series and uh, you know what we're going to talk about. And you know, like I said, we just want you to to take time and to, and to take uh, comfort in the fact that you know God is in control. I know we introduced that and we didn't go into it today, but we'll go into it over next episode or next several episodes. But yeah, we appreciate you listening to us and you know, hope that you stick through this series and check it all out. Yeah, and thank y'all for joining us today. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, uh, Facebook, and Twitter. You can uh, check us out, Lost Boys to Found Fathers on, on those, mm-hmm. I think is, uh, mm-hmm. is where it's at. Also, we've got an email, lostboystofoundfathers at gmail.com. And uh, certainly look for my books. If you like the little uh, reading material there, uh, you can find those on Amazon um, or um the newest one, which is called Every Every Little Thing, Six Small Steps to Perfect Peace, can also be found on barnesandnoble.com and mm-hmm. Apple Books. Mm-hmm. So thank you all for joining us again today. Look forward to next uh, next episode. And let's remember to not be lost, but let's be found in him.